With a look at Radio on the Go Sports, I'm Dwayne Karstens reporting here on KLMJ. Well, a record crowd in Kinnick Stadium watched the Iowa Hawkeye women defeat DePaul 94-72 in an exhibition game yesterday. The crowd announced attendance to 55,646, the largest to watch a women's basketball game, topping the previous record of 29,600 in the 2002 National Championship game. Here's Iowa coach Lisa Bluter. Even when I walked out, it was amazing. And also when I was sitting on a timeout and I could sit down and see the south end zone, right? The north end zone is one thing, but when I'm sitting and talking to my players, I can see the south end zone. I mean, those people can't even see the court. You know, they're watching on the jumbotron, but they just want to be a part of it. And that just makes our players feel so special. Luter called it a great showcase for the sport. And that's what this event was today, was not only to get better uh, for our team, but to showcase this great sport that we have in women's basketball. The crowd and the atmosphere exceeded her expectations. Hawk fans are special. And, you know, they, you, you set a goal for Hawk fans and they're going to come through for you. And so that's, um, I think it was just that everybody just wanted to be a part of something special, see something they'd never seen before, uh, and have the first opportunity to see this team play this year. And Bluter says it took a lot of hard work to make this event a success. Our facilities crew, they were amazing. I mean, how hard they worked yesterday to set this place up. That's, that's indescribable, really, how, how hard they had to work to make this happen and how thankful we are that people embrace this so much. And even in the elements, Caitlin Clark posted a triple-double. The reigning National Player of the Year scored 34 points, grabbed 11 rebounds, and added 10 assists. Iowa football begins the week in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. The Hawkeyes held Wisconsin out of the end zone and claimed a 15-6 win in a slugfest in Madison. The Hawkeyes rushed for 200 yards but passed for only 37. Torrey Taylor averaged more than 50 yards per punt. You know, the offense did a good job a good job uh, burning clock, you know, running the football effectively, setting up some scores. Defense, you know, played an outstanding game, and the special teams, for the most part, were pretty good, a couple penalties. But outside of that, uh, they, they impacted the game positively. So if you get all three things working together, you know, it's, it's a good formula. If you can get that, it's not always, and I've heard the, you know, win two out of three. I'm not sure I'm buying that one either, but uh, if, you, if you get all three, it sure helps. And uh, that's Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz. The Hawks are without their starting quarterback and top three tight ends, but held on to improve to six and one on the season. We're kind of, you know, running out of some options here. But um, so, you know, you do what it takes to win. And that's kind of our uh, our deal. That's our mantra. And, uh, you know, so it's all good. But, uh, you know, certainly if, if, if we rush the ball better, uh, that's going to give us a better chance to be successful. And the Hawkeyes host Minnesota this coming week. The Iowa State Cyclone football team heads into its bye week with a record of 4-3. and three. The Cyclones dominated in every phase in a 30-10 win at Cincinnati. The Cyclones are now 3-1 and one in the Big 12. Yeah, it didn't look like there was going to be a lot of scoring the way it was going. Yeah. It was big to get a road win. That hasn't happened for a year. It's crazy that we're saying that, but but that's the truth. And and the reality of it is, is you know, it's it's a lot of lessons learned again today. And if we use it right, we can continue to grow forward. That's ISU coach Matt Campbell. The Cyclones are currently second in the Big 12 standings. I'll tell you, I've believed in these kids yeah. since January. And I, I think the, the reality of it is it's a really special group of humans. Um, they faced a lot of adversity so far this year, and, and they continue to pound away. So uh, a lot of credit to our, our coaches, a lot of credit to our kids. They've done a great job. And the Cyclones are to action on October 28th at Baylor. 
Also over the weekend, some other college football. The uh, UNI Panthers had a tough time against number one rated South Dakota State in FCS football, uh, losing to the Drag Rabbits 41-6. Drake was a big winner over the St. Thomas Tommies 52-21. And Wartburg remained undefeated with a 31-10 smashing of Dubuque. Waldorf was a big winner up at Dakota State 34-14 over the weekend as well. College volleyball over the weekend. Nyack defeated Marshalltown three sets to two. The Iowa High School Athletic Association has announced first-round playoff matchups for 2A through 8-player football. Local matchups in 2A include Clarion Goldfield Dows. They have to go all the way to West Lyon uh, to play the third-rated team in 2A. Also in Class 1A, top-rated Grundy Center gets to host Cascades Cougars. Dighton Hartford will play on the road at Manson Northwest Webster. That'll be our featured game on 99 The Wave on Friday at Manson, Iowa. And South Harden will be at number 3 Sumner Fredericksburg in 1A. In Class a North Butler will play at number nine Starmont, and an eight-player fourth-rated Clarksville will host Turkey Valley in eight-player football. First-round games will be coming up this Friday night. The winners will be placed into pods of four teams for the second round and quarterfinals. View the matchups online at RadioOnTheGo.com. This does not include Hampton Dumont Cal yet, as 3A still has one more week of regular season football. The North Butler volleyball team will look to begin its postseason run with great energy at home against Tripola in a first round match tonight. North Butler finished the regular season at 12 and 17, 3 and 5 in the top of Iowa East. And head coach Sarah Goodrich says her Bearcats are excited to play the opening round at home in the regionals with a great crowd on hand. And that's going to be a, a tough match. We're really excited. Finding out that you get to play first round in your own gym is a bittersweet moment for us. We know that we're going to have the support and our crowd is top-notch, brings the energy for us. So we know we'll have that. But we're excited to see what regional brings for us. We know Triple has a great team and we know that it's going to be a hard-fought game, but we're excited to take the court. The Bearcats are led by, led by junior captain Olivia Drolly in kills and blocks. Reagan Mulder with assist and junior Rain Becker with digs. The Bearcats have 59 solo blocks, which is 17th most in 1A. Tripola finished the regular season with a similar record of 12-19. and 19. They were 4-2 and two in their Iowa Star Conference North after going 2-3 and three and reaching the semifinals of the Iowa Star Conference tourney on Saturday. The Panthers are led by Natalie Lobeck with 622 assists, 9th most in Class 1A. The kill leader is Isabel Bernard for the, uh, again, Tripola Panthers, 208 kills. And Coach Goodrich says the focus of her Bearcat team is giving its best effort, teamwork, and for North Butler to have fun. Our main focus tonight is controlling what we can control. Um, not getting flustered or worked up with not going our way or maybe something that's happening on the other side of the court, but truly controlling our side, playing our game. We know it could be our last time on our home court either way. And our main focus is giving our best game, playing together, and, of course, having fun because we've came a long ways, but we're not ready for this journey to be over. And North Butler won the last meeting, which was three years ago. Tropola is looking for its first win against North Butler in the series since 2017. Now the match, North Butler versus Tropola, airs with pregame coverage at 6.40. And uh, that's on 104.9 KLMJ from Green. Action begins at 7 p.m. Over on 99 The Wave, we will be featuring AGWSR Volleyball. The eighth-rated Cougars will begin their postseason play by hosting West Hancock. It'll be the third straight season the teams will have met in the postseason opener. The Cougars finish the regular season at 15 and 23 overall a similar mark to last year's season that 
despite the record under 500, led to a state semifinal appearance. Head coach Jill Smith says her team earned the top seed in the region with a remarkable strength of schedule. We have a brutal schedule. I mean, it's it's really tough. We see a lot of ranked teams for the majority of our season. And so, you know, I, I do appreciate the fact that the girls' union takes a look at that when they're determining rankings and who deserves, you know, to go on in the postseason. So we are really happy with our draw for playoffs and, you know, hopefully we can step up to the challenge. The Cougars have a diverse offense with four starters racking up over 100 kills during the regular season, a two-middle hitter formation. Riley Metzger and Karis Lippert are the team leaders in kills with 143 each. West Hancock is 0-30 overall as far as their record. They've not won a set the entire season. Smith says it'll be an opportunity to get on the right track for a deep postseason run. I think any time you're playing a team that you're quote unquote supposed to beat or you know someone who maybe isn't quite as skilled we can't look past anyone I think what's going to be really critical is that we really focus on what we're doing on our side of the court that we come out and focus on you know playing cougar volleyball really working to again utilize our middles to make sure our offense is the pace we want it to be and not kind of get sucked into a slower pace and tonight's match airs on 99 the wave from ackley pregame coverage at 6 40 followed by first serve at seven o'clock with jonathan mowinkle the winner faces either rockford or northwood kensett in wednesday's regional quarterfinals and west forks volleyball team looks for a big road win to begin postseason play at pocahontas area in a first round matchup in class 2a west fork closed the regular season 6-21 and 21 after a home triangular on Tuesday with a win over Clarksville and a loss to Belmont Clemmy. Head coach Emily Griman says it'll be nice to face someone new with the Warhawks playing at their best and says message to her West Fork team ahead of the match is to stay eager and focused. It's kind of nice playing a team that we haven't seen before. I think it'll be a good opportunity for us to really get out there and just, you know, clean slate, go and play. I do think we're playing at our best right now, so if we continue to just grow from it and show up ready to go, I'm hoping we can get that win. Told them to stay hungry, stay focused, and that I'm proud of them and that we're not done yet. The Warhawks are led by senior Mallory Meyer with 99 kills and senior Bria Weaver with 147 assists. Brecken Dickman leads in digs and junior Leah Weaver adds 20 blocks. Pocahontas area finished the regular season at 16 and 10. This is the first meeting ever between the programs here in the Bound Era. It's 7 p.m. in Pocahontas for Westport to first serve tonight in their 2A regional opener. Other games of interest, other volleyball matches of interest include tonight, Rockford is hosting Northwood Kensett at 7 o'clock, and Clarksville goes to number 9 St. Ansgar for their first-round volleyball matchup in regionals tonight, also at 7 p.m. More available online at RadioOnTheGo.com. For this Monday, you have a marvelous one. I'm Dwayne Garstens reporting.